Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today. So we get in the Word of God, talk about it, and allow it to change our lives. Isn't it wonderful? You know, every morning as I'm praying and about to begin, I just pray and I said, Lord, this is such an important message. Help it come through powerfully and help it come through well today. And it struck me, I pray that every day. And it reminds me that every day what we learn from the Word of God, it's so important. Don't think of it lightly. Don't think of it as something that we take it or leave it. It might be okay. Everything we learn in the Word of God is valuable because it comes from God. When I was a parent, when I when I said something to my children, I expected them to value it. If I told them I wanted to do something, put something away, come here, do this, do that, I didn't expect them to kind of sit there and, and, and think, is this important or not? If Dad said it, it was important. And if God says it, it's important. That being said, what we're going to learn today is important. What we learned yesterday was important. I think what we'll learn tomorrow is important. So let's learn it right now. Here we go. Philippians chapter 2 is where we're looking. Paul's writing the Philippians from prison. The focus right now is unity. In chapter 1, verse 27, he talked about be united, be together, strive together like one man for the faith of the gospel. And he's been talking about unity since then. And we see something about unity here today. Chapter 2, verses 14 and 15, he says this, do all things without grumbling or disputing so that you will prove yourselves to be blameless and innocent Children of God, above reproach, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you appear as lights in the world. There's so much in this, is there not? We live in a dark time. Well, there might be times in history, there probably have been, where it's been darker. And there could be times in our future where it's darker. But there's a lot of evil out there. There's a lot of darkness. There's a lot of lying cheating, stealing, violence, manipulation, pain that people inflict on one another. It's important we remember this because sometimes I'm going to bet you're not like that. I'm going to bet that you're a person who wants to bless and encourage and strengthen and help other people. And it's easy to project that and to think that others are just like you. And one of the cruel lessons of life is discovering a lot of people aren't like that. They're not like that. And so we want to beware, but more important than that, we don't want to let them corrupt us so that we act like that as well. We march to a different drummer. We follow a different Lord. We follow a different path. We're not in the domain of darkness. We're in the kingdom of God. And so it's important that we don't pick up from our culture its practices if they are anti-Christian practices, if they're contrary to what God wants of us in how we treat others, how we speak to others, how we, the attitudes that we pick up, it's so easy to let our culture dictate what those things are rather than uh, let the Word of God. And one of the things that is so common in our culture is complaining and disputing. We talk, we talk about we live in such a divided time, and that's indeed what we're referring to here. Now, interestingly, um, here in America, it seems like we wouldn't do a whole lot of complaining. You look at where we are compared to the history of the world, 
and so much of the world. We've got so much to be thankful for, but it's part of human nature to complain. It's part of human nature to find fault. It's part of human nature to grumble. Even the children of Israel, when they'd come out of Egypt, I mean, goodness, they had been slaves. They had been slaves, and now they're free, but they're finding with their freedom, there's some responsibility that goes with it. There's some toughness that goes with it. They're, it's on their own now. They've got to produce for themselves, and some of them are getting a bit hungry and so on, and they grumbled. And Moses pointed out in Numbers, the book of Numbers, he said, you're grumbling against the Lord. You're not grumbling against me. You're grumbling against the Lord and against the circumstances God has brought into your life. And ultimately, we're told, do all things without grumbling or disputing. Now, remember, this is a point of unity is the context of what we're talking about here in Philippians. And I want to point out that when we grumble or we complain or we find fault, it can create a spirit of negativity. And by that, I mean it robs us of our energy. It robs us of our joy. It robs us of our faith. When we're around people who are always finding fault and always grumbling and always complaining, it's hard to be believing God. It's hard to be joyful. It's hard to have, shall we say, a positive energy, a smile on your face, an encouragement to summon that energy to, to really be productive and, and, uh, and filled with joy. God wants us to have that. Because on, on the other hand, positivity, gratitude, praise, and being a good finder. That's right. Instead of a fault finder, being a good finder creates positivity. It creates a can-do spirit. It, create, it brings out within people that we can go make a difference. We can change things. We can, we can make things really happen. Now, a couple comments. Number one, what is a good finder? What do we mean by this? I have discovered, I'm sure you have, that every person and every circumstance, I really believe that every person and every circumstance, you can find something wrong with them, something to complain about, something to find fault with, something to criticize and bring negativity, or you can find something positive, something good, something to praise, something to compliment that would bring positivity into that person's life. And I want to encourage you as believers that we be careful that we not be on that person who brings negativity into a situation, that we crush someone's spirit, that we, we steal away from them any positive motivation. Now, sometimes, I don't know about you, but I kind of grew up in a spirit of negativity where the motivation to go do something or be successful was a negative motivation. Like, you'll never be any good. You'll never succeed. You'll never this. And a lot of the desire to succeed was to prove my parents wrong or to prove somebody wrong and to, and to uh, a negative motivation. And I know that people use that a lot. A lot of, pe- a lot of coaches use it in sports. Uh, they scream at you. They yell at you. You're no good. They get in your face. That is one way to motivate. It's not the way I want to be known for. I want to be known personally as someone who, who brings out the best in others because they are inspired and because they love me rather than because they hate me and want to prove me wrong. So I will admit that sometimes people get great results that way, and maybe that's what you want to be. 
It's not the type of leader I want to be. It's not the parent I want to be. And if you're a parent, let me encourage you to inspire your, your children with a positive what they can do instead of trying that negative motivation, as I got, of what you can't do. Now, this raises a question. Number one, which type of person would you prefer being around? It's a good question, isn't it? Would you rather be around someone who's always finding fault with you and you're trying to prove them wrong? Who's always criticizing you no matter what you do, it's never good enough. And and somehow you're gonna uh pr- try you're gonna either lose all your motivation because they crushed you, or you're gonna try and you're gonna be so angry at them and try and prove them wrong. I don't wanna be around a person like that. I want to be around a person who encourages me, who believes in me, who says, Tom, you know, you can do it. We we believe in you. And which leads to the second question. If you want to be around a person like that, then what type of person do you want to be? And I want to encourage you, be the type of person you want to be around. Be the type of person that you want to be around. And people will want to be around you. Make sense? You'll be like light, it says, light in a dark world. You will shine like the stars in a dark world. And that's what you can be if you develop the spirit of doing all things without grumbling and disputing. But this uh, raises another question. Should we just ignore all the darkness around us? I mean, what about all the faults? What about a person's problems? What about, you know, do we just praise the good and just overlook the negative? No, of course not. I mean, look at how much of the scripture is admonishing us in the areas of negativity, areas of our sin and so forth. But two comments here. Number one, when we, when we talk about the darkness all around us, what we're saying here, what Paul is saying, don't let the darkness all around us invade your church. Our world grumbles and complains and finds fault. Your church ought to be different. Your church ought to be shining light of unity and love and encouragement. Let the world be negative. We're not of the world. We're of of God. And in our churches, let the light shine in such a way that there's a distinction between how you all behave in your church, how we behave in our church, and how the world lives outside the church. This is what draws people. We don't draw people to Christ by saying, hey, we're just kind of like you, except you get to be forgiven for it. No, what shines the, the light of Christ is to show how we're different. The world is dark. We're lights in the dark world. So don't be like the world. Don't let their let them defile us. Don't let their attitudes infiltrate and make us like themselves. Secondly, though, well, how about within the church? And by the way, that works with your family. Let your family be different. Let your relationship with your spouse be different. Don't let, don't take your cues from the world. Don't take your cues on how to speak to one another and treat one another from what you see the world showing us on TV or what your neighbors do, or maybe even what you grew up with. Learn to, to learn to structure your relationships around what the scripture says in a positive environment that brings out the best in one another rather than of the flesh that that tears down and destroys one another. And that is just the flesh. And that's not what we want to be. Secondly, though, should we ignore sin? Well, no, of course not. 
so much of the scripture obviously is admonishing, reproving, rebuking us, and we're told to do this. But again, it's done with a spirit and a heart of correction rather than a spirit of just criticism. It's not meant to knock you down. It's not meant to build you up. And so, yes, there are times that we need to correct and we need to point out error and we need to admonish and we need to reprove, but always with a spirit of correction and becoming better for Christ, not with the spirit of putting down and so forth, not with a uh, just going to crush you and establish I'm above you or I'm better than you or I'm a fault finder who has the right to criticize you. Does this make sense? We're to do all things without, we want, to, we want to be shining lights. We don't want to just curse the darkness. We want to shine brightly the light of Christ in us. And I'll tell you, one way that you and I can distinguish ourselves from the world and be a bright shining light is to be a person who's filled with gratitude, thankfulness, praise, who, who brings energy into a situation, who brings joy into a situation, who brings light, who brings life into a situation, who encourages, builds up, and inspires others, instead of a person who just finds fault with any, anyone we're around and, um, and, and puts them down. Try it. Be sensitive to this. Ask yourself, what type of person are you? And if you're not that encourager, become a good finder. Become someone who changes. And even if you see negativity in someone or, or negative things, and try and find the good and try and praise them. It doesn't mean you ignore the bad, but see if you can make a difference there. Should we pray about it? Oh, Father in heaven, we want to thank you that even though we were lost sinners, you found in us a a desire in your heart. It wasn't the goodness in us. It was in your heart a desire to save us. And I pray, Father, that with every person we're around, no matter how corrupt, sinful, evil, no matter how negative they are, help us to see the potential of winning them to Christ of them being all that you created them to be. They're not forever lost, that they wouldn't be forever lost, but they would be redeemed and saved by Jesus Christ. Help us to have that faith for every person and in every situation. And I pray, Father, that you'd help us to bring encouragement and joy into the lives of others. Help us to be the type of person that others, they, they, they derive inspiration from us. And I pray, Father, that when people look at our churches, and our families, and our lives, they would see us shining brightly so that we're different than the world around us that just complains and grumbles. They would find us to be people who praise, filled with praise and thanksgiving, because we are followers of the Lord God Almighty. We bless you today. Help us, Lord, this day, this very day, to do these things and to make a difference in our attitude, we pray. And we ask it in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen and amen. Hey, like I said, every day is an important day. Every time you get in the scripture, there's something worth learning. Doing all things without growing or disputing, that's an important lesson. And we want to grow in it. We're not there yet. We've got to grow, every one of us, but that's where we're headed. I'm so glad you're with us. I'm so glad you value the word of God and you want to get in it with me and and join us. We come here every day, 8.30 a.m. Eastern time, live. But you can watch later in the day, and you can even listen on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platforms. You can listen to the Word. But I'll tell you this. You must be intentional. Put it in your schedule. Ask your, tell yourself, I'll get in the Word each day at fill in the time meeting Tom on YouTube. I'll tell you, try it for a month or two. 
I guarantee it will change your life. So glad to have you along. I hope you will join us if you're new. Subscribe to the channel. Like the video. Share with your friends. God bless you. I love you, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.